Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacy Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. About a year and a half ago, as a family, we heard about this reawakened tour uh, that was coming to Tulsa, and we were super excited when we started seeing the lineup. We were like, man, this is an interesting bunch of people. You had doctors, you had attorneys, you had uh, you know, politicians, you had preachers, you had prophets, you had a whole range of different people. And we started going to these events. We went to the first one, got to meet Clay Clark, got to meet a lot of the speakers, a lot of people we were, we really respected. Uh, and so we were like, we're going to come to the next one and the next one and the next one. I can't remember. I think we're at like 15 or 16 reawakened events that we have been to uh, now as flyover conservatives. And every time we get the chance to meet incredible people. And one of the people we got to meet at these events and, and now become part of our flyover family as well is the host of, SO, of the SOG TV show. Please welcome to flyover conservative show. Joshua Hayes. How's it going? Welcome, Josh. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming on our show, brother. I uh, appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Man, I've been excited about this for a while. We've gotten to talk at, I don't know, probably five or six different ones. You and I have you know, kind of pulled aside and gotten to gotten to speak. You are uh, hail from Tulsa, Jerusalem, as Clay calls it. You live there in Tulsa. Seems to be a mecca today for all these incredible speakers and things going on out in Tulsa. And uh, and excited to hear from you. So tell us a little bit about you know your background. How did you come to come to these different reawaken events? Well, it was actually never my intent. I um I was friends with Clay on Facebook, but I didn't know anything else about him. Okay, I went to his business event that happened to be at Rima when uh. the the um, first event was okay. first reawaken tour when it's called Health and Freedom Conference, and I um was leaving. It, I mean, it was, it was three days of just. I mean, 12 hour days. Yeah. Um, and then I t- decided to turn around and have this thought go back. I went back, ran into Aaron Antis, talked to him, into the, went to the city, his uh, town hall meetings. Okay. Ended up being security for Leon Benjamin. Wow. And then I ended up, he asked me to, uh, first one I went to was with uh, actually an, an event with um, Jackson Lawmire and General Flynn. Okay. Over in yep. Norman. Wow. And I went there, and then they started having me fly with them to all the other events. That is so cool. I didn't know that. So your first event was April as well, that that first uh, help, that first uh, well, event. My first event, but not doing anything. I was literally just a, per, uh, a person watching. Yeah. Um, so, but, we were, we but were in the same my, boat. We were, we were in the upper rafters of the very first one. So we, we weren't speaking. We weren't, you know, doing, we were just in the upper, oh, upper wow. rafters of that very first one, just watching as attendees. Yeah, I it was it was it's fascinating. So it was it was basically one of the only ones I've actually gotten to watch besides watching it from behind the behind yeah. the screens and stuff. But um I wore my Jesus is a badass shirt, so every time I went to go to the restroom, I got stopped, you know, spoke with somebody for fifteen minutes trying to yeah. explain to them what what Jesus is a badass meant. You know, most it. people loved it. Every once in a while you have somebody say, You you can't speak to him that like that. I'm like, What what what? Yeah, I was like, his name is Jesus. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was a badass. That's amazing. Yeah. I love, I love. You got a uh, soldierofgodapparel.com. You can check out uh, some of Joshua's Joshua's clothes there. He's got this this line called Soldier of God Apparel. Incredible stuff. I love it. It's edgy. It's probably not everybody's cup of tea, but I love it. I love the conversations that it seems to put you in. You seem to have fascinating conversations. I remember the last one. You were like. Um, it just wearing these different shirts and people were like, Hey, you know, tell me about that. Or what's, what's this? And, uh, very unreligious. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the point. It's the, um, 
I, I discovered when, um, I, when I got out of law enforcement, I became a car salesman. That's when I actually became a Christian. And I don't say, I don't even like saying Christian just because th- there's over 34,000 denominations of Christianity Oof. and you're, you're not going to make anybody happy if you tell them everything you believe. So right. I, I, I don't tell people the way I believe. Uh-huh. Um, I just, I'm a Christian, you know, I follow Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but I noticed that the only shirts that had substance were Christian shirts. And they were usually hokey and uncomfortable and uh-huh. they were only talking to other Christians. So I was like, what's the point of that? Yeah. I was like, it doesn't make any sense. You're not helping anybody. So, so I got, I decided it just hit me, make a t-shirt company. You know, my shirts are way softer, way more comfortable. Um, they look better and they, um, they actually have meanings and they're talking to, you know, uh, a regular Joe, regular you know, somebody people. that actually needs to hear it. Um, do you have like, Two seconds. I'll tell you a story yeah, about please. Um, there was uh, the first one of my first shirts I made was the Unstoppable shirt. Okay, and I met this uh, uh, this lesbian girl um, at a at a gas station. She worked there, and okay. I start telling her about my Christian apparel company. And she was she uh, as soon as I said Christian, the look of horror came over her face. Well, I found out that she was raised Pentecostal, and her family was pray the gay away type. Oh. And so I stopped the conversation. I left three weeks later. I'm driving at three o'clock in the morning. I get that instant knowing. That's how I know when God's talking to me. Mm. You know, it said, turn around, go give her a shirt. So I turned around and, you know, I don't even question it. And I walk up to her and it's like, I said, do you wear a small? And I only had one small shirt, one of okay. them. And she said, yes. And I said, well, see this shirt. I was like, this is a, this is a demon skull. It doesn't say anything about Christianity on it all. So, but this is a demon skull. It's like you'll see that there's a Templar dagger going through it. What what it represents is you defeating your demons. Mm-hmm. I was like, and unstoppable. I was like, no matter what anybody says to you, no matter how anybody makes you feel, it doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. Um, if you're righteous in your convictions, you are unstoppable. And I gave her the shirt, and she. She almost started crying. I'm talking to, she was a stoic, uh, boyish, you know, lesbian. Um, okay. She even said she's always felt like a boy. Uh, and when I ran into her the next day, um, she came up to me and showed me that she was wearing the shirt underneath her work clothes. Wow. Fast forward, fast forward one year later, she's talking to me and she said, I want you to know, she said, me and my wife, uh, we're going to church now. Wow. And I said, are you going to church because you want to? Or are you going to church because you feel obligated to? She said, no, we want to. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, and that's a perfect lead in for uh, why we really, you know, like specifically we're like, okay, now is the time to have Joshua on our show. We were on Facebook and uh, you are like the king of like grenade type conversations like you throw like they, they don't have the pictures like everything a social media guru would say you know to put on social media you're just like words on the on the page yeah and uh and you started this conversation i thought it was really fascinating i grew up in a um uh going to christian school my dad grew up, grew up going to christian school um and going to church and you know the flannel graphs at sunday school you know and like 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 here's kind of the the way that god works and here's the thing and very rules based on a lot of things and you know my dad tells a story a lot but he remembers going to this church when he was 20 years old um and he was walking into the church and as he's walking in he saw they had ashtrays out front of the church and he grew up in an environment like smoking was straight to hell kind of thing he was like whoa yeah. they have ashtrays out front of the church this is crazy like they're letting heathens into this place you know it's it's not just about the behavior modification though the church was really about relationships 
with with God, with their father. And it was really um, a, a pivot. It was a really great time for him. And he always had that perspective, but going to a church that also had it was was really interesting for him. So finding a church like that is fascinating. But you had a post on Facebook. Avery, keep up the post. He said, I know this is really hard to understand, but it's okay to be friends with someone of a different spiritual perception. If you're Christian, Jesus was known for it. I love that. Tell me a little of what you're thinking when you made that post. We'll go into comments uh, well, here in a second, but the, I'll hear some of the post first. <laughs> Uh, well, it was uh, – I've realized that a lot of people – most people – most Christians, I should say, because if you're not Christian, you usually don't even talk about your your, your religion or anything. That's yeah. what I've discovered. Um, I, I didn't – I was not a Christian. I didn't call myself a Christian until 2017, um, okay. and so I was 37 years old. Wow. Um, so I grew up on the other side where, you know, and where I got judged, and I realized that that Christians are really big about – not being friends with anybody that's not a Christian mm-hmm. and it doesn't, and they get it from Romans 12. And I'm like, have you even read Romans 12? I was like, it's about your mindset. Otherwise Paul was lying when he said, I became weak to win the week. I became all things, all men so that I can win a few. Uh-huh. That's called adapting. You can't adapt if you're not part of this world. Right. So you've got to be around people. And that's what I, what I, that's the whole purpose of it was that people need to know it's okay to love somebody that, you don't necessarily believe in the same heaven. I mean, I think that's awesome. It's it's fascinating because it's it it brings up a really interesting conversation. I think these conversations are important. You know, and I I consider all of it like a like tensions to manage. And I think you you address it. And I don't I don't know if we have that comment pulled up, but one of the comments you made specifically was about um you're like you're like I I said this here and people are splitting hairs over like this individual word or that individual word. I was throwing out more of a general idea of, of friend. They were trying to break up the word friend. Like you know, hey, yeah. Jesus had his inner core. He had his disciples and he had his three. And he had you know like like you can only let people in so far before they. And you're like, like I'm not even talking about all of this stuff. I'm just saying. You can be friends. You can you can have these relationships. You can have relationships with people that don't agree with you. And I think our country yeah. has gotten to this point where we've gotten so divided on so many pieces. You know, you mentioned thirty four thousand denominations within the Christian religion, and our country, I feel like, is divided into you know three hundred and sixty million different slices of yeah. different pie and different pieces. And having these relationships, having these conversations with people that you disagree with, um, even on on lots of different topics. I think is a really important thing. Having people in your life that you disagree with is really, really yeah. important. I think, ha- you know, to, to manage those tensions and to manage the fact of like, hey, you know, we can talk about something and, and it's it's a thing on the table and it doesn't like, you know, get all over you at the same time. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, if you're surrounded by yes men all the time, uh, you start getting this big ego. I actually had a conversation with uh, Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen. Mm. Um, years ago, uh, back when I was still a deputy and okay. he said that he said the problem with Congress is that the bigger you get, the more you're only surrounded by people that say yes to you all the time. So you start thinking you're right about everything. Yeah. And, and it, that's, it's, it's that cross pollination of ideas. I think that makes us stronger. It's the person that, yeah. you know, that's, that's like, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. And it allows you to kind of hone your arguments. You know, Jordan Peterson talks about that a lot. If you follow Jordan Peterson, I think he's got, oh yeah. A lot of good things to add again all of this stuff is kind of like i consider them like me, uh like mental supplements like just people to put in your world people you know there's people i listen to all the time that i'm like i disagree with a lot of what they say but man when they talk about that topic yeah, i think they, they got a lot of good things to say on it but let's go through some of these comments i think they were really interesting um this one this person we, we crossed him out because our, our goal isn't to like put somebody on blast over this it's just uh yeah. you know just to, it's the conversation You're nicer than me 
<laughs> you're like, you're like, and his name is Mark Frank, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was actually he was not. So this is in in response to your your comment earlier. Yeah. Actually, he was not. He dined with them and taught them and loved them and prayed for them. He was not friends with them. And then someone else, what what defines a friendship? I'm a pretty black and white person, so this pretty much defines it for me. And they put the definition: a friend is a person yeah. that you may not be related to, but have a uh, a strong bond and deep trust with, and so on and so forth. So again, to give the definition there, but that first one there, actually, he was not. He was not friends with people. Jesus wasn't friends with people. He dined with them and taught them and loved them. And there's this idea, and I I think you really nailed it at one point. You're, there's this idea that you know Jesus was a really manipulative guy that was just friendly to people with the goal of eventually recruiting them into his, you know, his MLM thing. Yeah. Like that was like the, the goal was, was that he was, he was kind, just kind enough to get them to come to, you know, his, his meetings and stuff and to you know, start to listen to him. And I think that's what people think Christianity today is in a lot of ways, this religious spirit of I'm going to be kind enough that you come to my church and that you, you know, start to change the way you dress and stop smoking. And, and, you know, you, you, uh, like you change your behavior in order to fit in in our perfect little world, and I think you you've nailed it in your comments here, and I love it. Yeah, I um, growing up, that's that's exactly the way it was. Christians were uh, just marketers; they're just trying to get a notch in their belts. And uh, I don't do fakeness. Most of my friends, I didn't, I didn't even like most of them. Right? You know, at first, uh, it wasn't about that. It was about their heart, who they mm. were. You know, and I understanding we too many people talk, including liberals and conservatives, they talk to tell you what they think. Right. They don't try to listen and they don't if you if you can talk to somebody without having to tell them what you believe, you can learn something. Wow. I I have friends that are liberals um, and they know exactly how I believe, but I don't tell them they're wrong. I don't tell them anything. I just. You know, most of the time I usually just ask questions because facts don't matter when you're talking to a liberal anyway. I mean, <laughs> it, it's about emotions. I mean, yeah. if the world it's was the stories. perfect, yeah. yeah, if the world was perfect, liberals would actually be right. Um, mm. be, but the problem is the world is not perfect. We have, you know, it. We when you when you hire people based on race because you want to have a certain number of people, right? I mean. It sounds great if the world was perfect, if that race happened to be just as equal as everybody else, you know, when it came to if that person, not that race, on but if that person was yeah. on their performance was just as good as the other person. But that that that's not the way the world works. Mm. You know, it, it's it's complicated, very yeah. complicated. And we've got to be able to have a conversation where we're not trying to tell you you're wrong, where you get defensive. I mean, if once you start getting in that defense mode. You start blocking out everything the person's saying, and it doesn't matter. You're not going to convince anybody of anything. Man, that is so good. I think it's really important today. I think, uh, you know, you said something yeah. earlier, but I, I can't remember who says it. it's a great quote. Either way, it's now my quote. I, uh, this is by Colton White. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not a liberal by the time you're 20, you're heartless. And if you're not a conservative by the time you're 30, you're brainless. And you know, it's I think, the Churchill. It's just, I thought I thought it was. I just didn't want to say yep. it and then look like a total fool on here uh, on my my, my <laughs> first week of guest hosting the Flyer Conservative Show. Uh, <laughs> but that you know, I think that's a really interesting piece there. And I think these tensions are really important in having conversations, reaching across and having a conversation. And and inside that conversation, it's not a conversation to persuade. It's a conversation to listen. It's a conversation to transform. It's a conversation um, to become better as a, as a person, as a as a family, as a country. I think that's really important. I think you're you're going a long way for that. Um, I, we got some events coming up here shortly. We got the the Pennsylvania event coming up. I think next week. Uh, so we're all going to be in Mannheim. 
and you're gonna have a booth there as well so people can check out your your super yeah, soft yeah, we'll be selling selling my shirts. I think my um, my wife uh, makes uh, tumblers, and so um, we'll be selling them. That they're uh, some of them. It's the only part of me that's actually shows patriotic, except my shirt here. I have a pray like it's seventeen seventy six shirt. Come on, um, and uh, so I did try to get into the patriot because I'm I am very patriotic. I've always been patriotic. I love um, it, but um, but I couldn't figure out how to put patriotism inside, you know, surgery of God. Like but, um, but anyway, so yeah, we'll, we'll be there, um, selling, I mean, we have lots of shirts, so. And that's next weekend. And then, uh, in two weekends, we're going to be in, uh, so November 4th and 5th, we're going to be in Branson, Missouri. Uh, and this is kind of our last one like this. Like this is kind of our, our big hoop, hoop, hurrah, finish grand finale, uh, event here with, with this reawakening <laughs> tour. And we're ending in Branson, which is the Whited family's favorite place to be in the entire world. Uh, it's it's a little slice of heaven, in our opinion. We 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 try to make it down there four or five, sometimes six times a year uh, to vacation and kind of just reset. We love Branson, and this is going to be a great uh, reawakening, not a great reset. It's going to be the great reawakening uh, tour. If you yep. guys want tickets to those, you text flyover to nine one eight eight five one zero one zero two nine one eight eight five one. 0102 text the word flyover um we have that in the notes below as well and then last thing we're going to announce here because this is actually our first time talking about it on the show is clay clark is opening up a business conference for people to attend for the you know flyover family and other people to attend um i'm pretty excited about this i've been able to go to a handful of them now because clay's actually uh coach for us clay is the, the part owner in 160 different successful businesses thriving businesses you go you know you talk to him some of his clients you know have like private jets and Lamborghinis and really nice cars. When you go to one of these business conferences, there's usually, you know, 30, 35 really nice cars parked out front. It's a really exceptional environment. I've been to lots of business seminars um, in my life. My parents were entrepreneurs my entire life. So they've always brought us to different seminars. Most seminars I've been to, it's like, you know, a thousand dollars for the ticket, but pretty much the entire conference is a pitch for their $10,000 mastermind. And the $10,000 mastermind is really just a big pitch for the $50,000 private mentorship group that you can join. This is the polar opposite of that. Every day I've ever been at one of these business conferences uh, is like just to the rafters with value, 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 value. And it's just clay answering questions, talking, what does it take to run a business? How do you, you know, very like nuts and bolts, uh, you know, some mindset, some, you know, tactics, some strategies. It's really good. But I know you've attended a few of these. Um, Can you tell us a little of your experience with the business conferences? Yeah, I, I actually had to bring my wife to the last one because uh, there's so much information. I don't take notes. I need somebody to take notes for me. Yeah. Um, and because there is, and it, it's not just the information. Uh, it's the people you meet because you're meeting a lot of successful people. Um, and uh, a guy that I'm having helped me with my uh, t-shirt business is uh-huh. actually, I met, I met his sister-in-law there. Wow. And she introduced me to him and stuff. And, I mean, it's just, it, I've, I've, I hate networking groups. I, I've been <laughs> in and it's usually guppies eating guppies. Yeah. Um, well, you it's, know, it's, it's like, like a lot of our conversation today. It's people that are really just trying to tell you about their thing and yeah, actually exactly. to provide any value. But there that people are asking questions. People are trying to learn from somebody else, from other businesses there and then learn from Clay. Clay is, I mean, that, that he, he puts a lot of people to shame. Yeah, I mean, he really does the information and it's information overload. Yeah. I mean, you get, you need to go to more than one because there's always information that you didn't know that you should know. 
Could not agree more. So you can get to tickets by going to thrivetimeshow.com. This is not like thousands of people are going to be there. This is like a couple hundred. So they close it really, really, really quick. And they gave us a special with Flyover Family. If you just tell me you came from Flyover, um, they get you specials on the tickets. I think they're 250 for regular, 500 for the VIP, which gets you upfront seating there um, and, and extra special gifts and packages and bonuses and books and all kinds of other stuff, but it's, it's, I mean, that's half the price of what I've paid for other seminars that are really just kind of a pitch for another thing for another thing. If you have a business, if you have a company, if you're um, starting up a business, if you're any stage of entrepreneurship, I could not more highly recommend them. They have the Colton White stamp of approval. I know uh, they got the Avery White. She's, she's giving her thumbs up 100%. and, and, and head nod over here. They got the David Stacy White approval. And uh, apparently they have the Joshua Hayes. Yes stamp approval so thrivetimeshow.com and the date is uh, november 10th and 11th november 10th and 11th so you got to go to that thrivetime show get more information request tickets there joshua thank you so much for coming on our show today go to sogtv.org to follow his stuff and uh, soldier of god apparel.com if you want to check out some t-shirts thank you so much joshua Hey, Flyover family. This is David and Stacey Whited. We are at the Reawaken America event. It is incredible. And look who's behind us, Eric Trump. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be in, in Washington, Idaho, the Northwest. It's our second time out in this part of the country, and the people are going crazy. They're excited. They're coming out of the woodwork because they're realizing they're not the only patriot. They're not a home left alone, isolated by themselves. They're coming out, and they're with 8,000 other patriots uh, at a racetrack because this is what you got to do to save America. And everybody's high-fiving each other. They're giving each other hugs. They're coming around. They are just excited to be a part of this movement that is truly making a difference. They are waking up. They are speaking up. And they are showing up. You all know that we all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. We need 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. And that's what's happening right here with this incredible crowd. And you know, it's so important that you get together with other patriots. It's so important. That's why they isolated you, had you by yourself for two years, put a mask over you. They don't want to see your smile. They don't want you out in public. They don't want you around other patriots. But when you do, you get awakened. You get excited. you got to be here at the next one. We're going to Pennsylvania. We're going to be going to Branson, Missouri. There's only two events left. So get your tickets. Come out and see us. You have to be there. You do not want to miss it. We'd love to have you come to the meet and greet. It's going to be an incredible event. You know, during the revolution, they got together in bars and pubs. They got together every different little place they could. And they talked about what it would be like if our country was free. What would it be like to not live under a king and tyranny? You know what? That's what we need right now. Getting together, sharing good yes. ideas with each other. Then you take those back home and you get to work. That's where it starts, though. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.